that's weird how this is this is recorded uh many another podcast and yet it doesn't want to do it this time it's just i don't know it's given up on us well we're, we're gonna move on that's what you gotta do in life sometimes just and and here we are technical right. difficulties aside you gotta see. <laughs> it's always awkward starting these do you find that to be true on your end as well <laughs> it is uh good to see you as well there are it, it is weird to start um some of them you just like start right off and you're boom in it and others are a weird stop and start that takes a minute to to get into the groove with so both are hilarious yeah i would I agree that's my answer one makes for a better edited episode but you're listening to ketchup cast the podcast where believe it or not not discuss condiments your hair is looking on point tonight thank you it's, i don't know uh, what about it but it's just looking good yesterday was a wash day it always looks better on, <laughs> on the day after a wash day that's that's what does it i've got it like down to a science now i shower before bed i'm not a morning shower person anymore because i okay. just i don't I'm, i can't wake up early enough to like shower and also like be a person in time to walk to work uh, so on Sunday nights, Tuesday nights, and Thursday nights, I wash my hair because I'm not going to wash it every night because that is damaging, uh, which means I awaken the next morning with a sort of nice bedhead swoop that I can then like form into like something nice and it's clean. So it's got like a nice color and, and, and texture to it. It's looking very good. Thank you. Minimum effort, but maximum output. <laughs> As life should be. I need to cut off a little bit of my hair. My hair is too long right now. I need to cut off like maybe three inches. Maybe How four long inches. is your hair at this point? I haven't seen you in a year. Oh, it's probably like, it might be belly button. Really? No, it's probably not belly button. You've got long belly button length hair and you used to do archery. Are you Legolas? Is this just... It might... It's probably a couple inches above belly button. Wow. Yeah. You've got it up a lot though. I do have it up a lot, but the thing is, like, the more hair you try to get up, the more gravity is working on trying to pull it down. I think Newton um, said that. Right, <laughs> which means I have to uh, redo it a lot, and it's just a tangle, and you get more, like, ends that poke out and make your hair look weird, so getting it trimmed up would be would be nice. I think I'm a little too embarrassed to go to any uh, hairstylist and have them take a look at the, the horrible way I've treated my hair. Uh, but yeah, you know, that's where it's at. I definitely, well, it's hard because practically it would be nice to have a haircut. My hair is in my face at all times and it's like not long enough that I can do something reasonable with it other than wearing a headband or something. And I'm not going to wear a headband all day. That's just not the kind of person I am. Uh, no, but like constantly is in my face. Like here, I'll just shake it out. Like this is, this is what my life wow. is all the time in my eyes. But it's also like I'm never going to have a period of time where my hair can just be long and there's not really any like societal expectation. We're, we're exiting, you know, we're, we're reentering some sort of normalcy starting, you know, now-ish. This is my last chance to just have weird hair. You know, I made that same conclusion in middle school. And look at me now. You... I made that same idea. You were ahead like, of the you curve. You always were. It's going to be awkward to grow this out in middle school, but I already feel probably as awkward as a human being could feel. So I might as well go through that weird, awkward stage of middle length hair where it's like not quite shoulder length, not quite long enough. It just looks bad, but you got to go through that and timing through that in like middle school and the early stages of high school. when I cut it again to restart, uh, you know, was the best timing. And now I'm in the, the golden zone. Right. Now it's you, like, it's you. That is the Isaac hair. No one questions right. it. So uh, I thought the same thing for a very similar reason. Just the, the terrible, awkward weirdness was middle school, not a pandemic. Hard to say which which was worse between a middle school or, or a middle school or a pandemic. I mean, yeah, uh, there's some joke in there, but I can't think about it uh can't form it quick enough um, if you think of it later i'll just we, i can i can drop it back in my brain does not do well in heat and humidity and uh it's both of those things right now it's probably 80 degrees maybe 75 degrees here yeah and that's very gross. humid I'm, I'm very 
sweaty and shiny on the video. <laughs> Good thing this is an audio format and only I have to look at your face reflecting my own face back at me. Uh, like a mirror. Like it's it's wild. I'm I'm transfixed. You know how like you normally on Zoom call everyone's transfixed by their own image. I'm looking at your image but it's just my own face in in your your cheek reflecting back at me. That's so really... It doesn't help that I have little Caesar's pizza just like oozing through my pores and <laughs> and just pooling of grease on my uh on my skin. From, Little Caesars is from, wildly greasy. It really is. It's not quite Pizza Hut. I think Pizza Hut's probably greasier. Yeah. But I mean the I don't know if you've ever ordered an extra most bestest pizza from Little Caesars. <laughs> uh, they have a whole they have a whole new box for that pizza of a thicker really? cardboard variety because it is so overwhelmingly greasy. You know, while we're on the topic. Yeah, I was I I'm curious because <laughs> I haven't I I've been doing create your own for a while. I've been just feeling the Ethan McAtee special, but I'm what you're you've been doing the hunt and ready's I know more than I have. What is Well that's that's this. my Monday night ritual. That's like yeah. how I feel I need to send off my off shift and feel good going back to work into the woods and eat some dang pizza and have a beer and uh talk to a good friend. And that feels really good on Monday night. But uh it's been my ritual for like a few months now, like like a, a while. I've done this. I, I guess I missed last week, but anyways, I went out to dinner instead, uh, safely of course. But usually my order is the wings and some pizza, which I know the wings are terrible and like I've I, never gotten the wings. Could you could you just for my own information? Could you speak to the wings a little bit? There's really not much to say other than I'm eating them purely out of nostalgia, and the nostalgia makes any shortcomings uh tolerable okay there's not a place to get convenient wings that aren't like super expensive brew pub wings around here and if i'm already going to order a pizza at little caesar's i might as well just tack on the four dollars to get some wings but they're not great at all um it's more the uh more the simulation than i'm eating right you've got wings. that buffalo pride that that carries right. you through any any subpar wing <laughs> exactly uh but they're not great coming from a buffalo boy um but yeah my order used to be like 11.50 that's what i could could consistently uh count on on a monday night paying 11.50 for a hot and ready pizza and some wings uh, and tonight it was $13. What the fuck? I know. I don't know what changed about it. Uh, it was just a lot. Um, I think the pizza was like a dollar more and I think the wings were a dollar. Why was the pizza a dollar more? The whole point of the hot and ready is it's six bucks. Well, sometimes I get the, the pepperoni, pepperoni cheeser. Oh, with the, the fresh mozzarella and the, is it oregano on it? Uh, I don't know. There's some sort of spice. I've never gotten it, but I see the ads all the time. I walk by Little Caesars on my home way home from work, so I do see the ad up in the window every day. The problem with Little Caesars' uh, naming of all their products... Is that it's dumb? Is... Yeah, yeah, it's hard to understand what I'm actually going to get with a pepperoni, pepperoni, cheeser, cheeser, cheeser. Yeah. Does that mean there's more cheese or more pepperoni? Or does that mean it's a cheese pizza with pepperoni? It's very confusing. And just saying it four times doesn't really help yeah. me out too much. The uh, I mentioned the extra most bestest that one that one it's a it's easier to sort of understand what it is you're getting more of the toppings, but it's still right. like I'm just imagining picking up the phone and be like hello, can I get an extra most bestest pizza please? And they're deep dish. It's called like deep deep dish. Like just you don't need two deeps. I know what I'm ordering. Uh, or crazy sticks. They're just breadsticks. <laughs> like they're literally just breadsticks. Can you imagine? <laughs> imagine being some like. 16 year old kid working at little caesars and a family calls up and orders i'll have the deep dish pizza please and you have to respond with ma'am do you mean the deep 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 dish pizza or the deep pizza i just, I just want a deep dish pizza no but ma'am but <laughs> is it the deep deep oh, man. pizza now is that with cheese cheese and pepperoni 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 or pepperoni cheese 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 uh, nah. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted deep dish pizza, please. Some of it makes sense. Like, the, the thin crust is just called thin crust. Well, yeah, they'd be insane not to call it that. Super skinny pizza. I mean, that makes sense, too, actually. <laughs> I can't think of a dumb name for it. 
thick with one C pizza or thick with three C pizza? <laughs> Do you want the skinny legend pizza or? <laughs> Do you want the little with a L I L pizza or the, uh, I don't know what a thing for big is. You want the bussin pizza? Oh no. <laughs> you want the she pizza? <laughs> <laughs> This is horrible. What have we done? Uh, there, like, pizza, the... no cat pizza? Or... <laughs> Do you want just one topping or would you like the full send? <laughs> is that the, the extra most bestest full send or is that just a cheesy cheeser full send? Yeah, no, I, what does the world come to? And these are just things we're rattling off, no problem. Yeah, we, uh, we, we live in the 21st century and watch vines or... Uh, Tickety-tock. See, that's how old we are. You just called them vines. They're essentially the same thing, just from China. Now. Do you have TikTok on your phone? I do not have TikTok. I don't either. I, we might but be I the last two people. Funny TikTok compilations on YouTube, which I think are hilarious at like midnight. Mm-hmm. That's the time to do it. Yeah, of course. Just laying in bed watching TikTok compilations is uh, where it's at. I get sent a lot of TikToks. Oh, really? Do you have a TikTok? No. Oh, absolutely not. I've made TikToks on other people's accounts. I've, like, directed a TikTok. That's how I am with Instagram. I just cameo on other people's Instagram. Which is all you need to do. Exactly. I switched my Instagram from a personal profile to a business profile for about five <laughs> minutes this evening. Yeah. Uh, just to see, you know, I was like, oh, I'll put writer <laughs> in there because you can, like, list a title. I was like, that'll be fun because I'm a published author now. I'll just drop a, an author on my profile. And the normal feed is just, like, here's your photos. Enjoy the pictures. But if you go to business, it's like, hey, we got graphs for you. And we can, you can you can buy you can promote a picture and we can tell you exactly who's been looking at your photos and then what percentage of views you're getting it's it's nuts so I'm no longer a business profile it lasted about two minutes and was overwhelmed you get all the data too much data I don't know man I'm not a numbers I, guy I like the data I I, I don't want to get into the data but uh, I like charts and graphs you do like charts and graphs whenever I think the last time we recorded in person you were very eager to look at the charts and graphs of our own podcast. They were not as impressive as I think they could have been. No. I mean, a chart that's like four, three, three, four, three is like, hmm, lame. But a chart and a graph that's like, you know, consistently making gains, it's great. It's a good thing. Our, our graph is sort of a zigzag. Basically, whenever we drop an episode, we get like a spike in views, not views, listens, and then people will listen to a couple of the older episodes. Nice. So like maybe three episodes get a get a listen every time we drop an episode, and then it, and then we lose lose listeners. Then it spikes again when we drop it. I was looking at this yesterday. We have crossed over uh, eleven hundred listens total, though. Wow. So you and I are probably a good number of those, but well, how many times can you like listen to it, and it only counts like for the first twenty times? I think I don't know. I don't know. I've charts, like I said, charts and graphs are not my thing. You should be. You should be in charge of the charts and graphs. I'll do. I'll do the editing. You do the charts and graphs. I live in the woods. I. I don't. I don't got time for electronic charts and graphs. That's fair. Know. Do you want me to print them out and mail them to you? That would be fantastic. They are interactive. Is the problem? So I'd have to like. There'd have to be like wow. fold out sections or like a pop it book, pop up book of like <laughs> charts and graphs. Pop it book with charts and graphs. Wait, that would be cool. Oh my god, that's like my childhood dream right there. Someone should make that happen. Not me. You can if you want. Uh, I'm alright. Okay. Uh, speaking of charts and graphs, what's on your list to talk about? Oh, you, you, yeah. We've been texting each other lists to, to talk about things. I enjoy that that's I, the thing we've started doing every every recording Monday is we just text each other like, this is what I'm going to talk about tonight. And I completely forgot about uh, all of the things on my list promptly after eating uh, <laughs> 98% of that pizza. Uh, let's see. I, you just have being a regular. What does that mean? Oh, that's not that interesting. It, it might be. It's, it, the, I want to talk about the concept of being a regular someplace because I've just become a regular someplace. Maybe we can dive into that. Where'd you become a regular at? The place I used to be a regular when I was in college was a coffee shop. And that was a cool vibe because I'd walk in and be like, Ethan, good to see you. Bagel and coffee coming right up. And it would, I'd pay <laughs> for it and I wouldn't have to say anything. It was great. I'd just talk to the barista. Nice. The place I'm a regular now is a gas station convenience store. That's pretty sad. I, I as I've I've mentioned on the podcast, and as you know, I used to work at a gas station convenience store, and it sucked. You yeah. just stand behind this shitty desk with no chair, and people would yell at you for eight hours, and that was the job. I don't think they would yell at you. Some people would. I got screamed I'm sure at by some an people would, no man. doubt. But but no, I I'm exaggerating certainly. But you'd get to know like the people who came in regularly because there are regulars at gas station convenience stores. 
who right. buy lottery tickets every day or who, you know, come in for coffee twice a day or get their lunch there or whatever. And I've started going there my lunch break to grab like a candy bar and a coffee just to sort of spice yeah. up the day. And I go twice, I go through once, I buy a water bottle and a candy bar at the beginning of my lunch break. And then I walk back from my lunch break, I stop and get a coffee for the second half of the day. It's a great system. But I do it so regularly and at the same time every day that like, because it's the same person working, because she, this, this cashier who works there is working the same hours, because that's just when she's working. Right. So, like, she starts to, like, brew the coffee based around my schedule, <laughs> and, like, we'll make comments about it. And it's just, that is never where I wanted to be a regular, because I always got annoyed by the regulars when I worked there, because they wanted to be my friend, and I did not care about being their friend. But now I've become that person, where I'll come in and, like... friend or not? I mean, I make small talk. I talked about how my parents were coffee snobs, and that's why I only drink hot coffee. You don't drink lukewarm coffee. Lukewarm coffee is the worst, Isaac. That's sort of universally agreed upon. Uh, yes, I, I would agree. I think my thermos right now is this weird, uh, either it, it's so hot it's going to burn your tongue, or it's, like, lukewarm. It The, the half-life of it is just so quick um, in the thermos that uh, by the time... Like, I take the first sip, and I'm like, wow, that was dumb. That was way too hot. And I take, like, 30 minutes later, another sip, and it's like, yep, still liquid lava. Lava's already liquid. Anyways, um, and then, like, I wait an hour. I'm like, take a sip. All right, it's still pretty hot. Like, I could probably drink it, but it's going to burn me. Like, I'll wait. I wait another hour, and it's already gone down to lukewarm. It's like, oh, man. I like. That's why you got to just me so many times. embrace the fact that you're not going to have taste buds anymore and just drink the, the scalding coffee. No, that's no, that's no good. But then I don't taste the coffee. It's just like burnt taste bud. The burnt taste bud taste. There's a, a happy medium in there somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where it is exactly. But there where your is. taste buds are only half burnt and you can taste half the coffee? I was thinking more temperature-wise, but yes, that too. <laughs> there's like in between that, that extra hour where it gets lukewarm and when it's scalding hot, there's like a five-minute grace period where it's the perfect temperature and that's when you gotta just go for it. Or you could do what I do, and I just I take little sips every like two minutes. So I just expose it to the air for a second, take a sip, close it, and that slow, slow, slow cooling, so it gets it down more regularly rather than that or immediate you do, drop. Like, the Stanley thermos thing, and pour it into a cup, and then sip it out of that cup, and then put the cup on top of your thermos. Who is working a slow enough job where they can just like <laughs> and just sit and drink out of a cup like that? One of my coworkers Not actually us. did. He was a uh, an older gentleman who could get away with that aesthetic. And uh, I have this pink. It's called a baby Nalgene. It's it's half the size of a normal Nalgene. So it's like whatever these are. These are 1,000. So it's only 500 milliliters. And I would drink my coffee in that. And it's also pink, which I think is great. Because I never lose it. Anyways, and the heat dissipates very quickly. This is like my whole coffee theory in the woods. This is like very good good beta for you guys out there going camping in the woods anyways and it keeps it warm enough that you can drink it it does not have the problem like the thermos does like it's going to cool off you can drink it it's going to warm up your hand while you're holding it which is super that's nice. so you've got the, the heat transfer analogy and you don't have that in thermos you don't have that in the thermos and it's great and it's easy to clean so it's just a water bottle you can like get your hand in there clean it and stuff awesome the stickers though wear off because the hot cold uh, action just messes with them and the dude with the thermos and the little cup thing was, like, making fun of me about it. He's like, dude, why are you drinking coffee out of a pink, some, some like, middle school girl's water bottle? I'm like, oh, man. Like, dude, I have the system down for a reason. Don't, don't knock the system, there. sir. Also, pink can be anyone's color, sir. Exactly. And the thermos uh, would get clogged all the time. Like, the little, like, button thing at the top of the thermos would, like, freeze. Or he, like, wouldn't be able to hit it with gloves on and all that. And he's just, like fiddling around with the thermos and guarantee every time he pours into that cup to take a sip he gets like asked to go do something or like we have to go for a hike or whatever it's like oh, what do i do with the cup that has like i can't get it back in the thermos because it came out of a little whole thing so he's like either chugs it or like tosses it out and then screws it back on the thermos and then has to put it away and he's just wasting coffee at that point and for me it's just it's all ready to go genius i, I have a superior system he just oh, absolutely want uh, my last day on campus ever, uh, my last morning, I, I'd agreed to get breakfast with a friend, my best friend on campus, sort of our last meal. It was a very somber affair. But we got to the dining hall, and it was already weird 
because they have cordoned off several tables to try and do social distancing at the very beginning of things. This was like the first attempt the school was making at social distancing. Uh, and I wasn't very hungry, so I went to get a bowl of cereal and a cup of coffee. Now, there were two issues with this plan. There was no milk, and there were no mugs. So I poured myself a bowl of cereal, dry cereal, and I grabbed a plastic cup, like a, like a, like a water cup, and filled that Is with coffee. coffee. ending up in the cereal? Well, that's, that's where I want to get it, because I've never tried it. But those are like, that, that was sort of my typical breakfast in, in college, was that, maybe a piece of fruit, and, uh-huh. and maybe, you know, a pastry of some kind, a muffin. They had pretty good blueberry muffins sometimes, which is my favorite kind of muffin. I don't know. What, yeah. if it, it's just, a good blueberry muffin's impossible to beat. There's nothing better. Anyway, but I've never, like, if I cut out the middleman and just poured my coffee in my cereal, <laughs> would that be more effective or would it just be gross? And I think the answer is it would just be gross, but I feel like I should try it at least once. I would do that with, uh, I've got two tangential stories. One is that at this job, we have oatmeal sometimes for breakfast. And the oatmeal That's a good comes out. breakfast. Exactly. Put some granola on there, some raisins. It's going to be great. Now, uh, some, the oatmeal, I have a theory that will uh, absorb as much water as you want to give it and still come out with the same, like, very dense oatmeal consistency. Are you guys doing, like, just loose oats, or is this, like, a Quaker uh, No, this packet? is a... This is a, a uh, bulk food supply because loose oatmeal you can never make it anything other than sludge but so sometimes if i want a little more uh liquidness in my oatmeal and i've got my coffee handy it's just like a little splash in there mix it up and then go for it i bet that's good oh it's so good um it's very coffee flavored uh oatmeal oatmeal makes sense though because it's meant to be like it, it absorbs liquid in that way whereas cereal sort of it doesn't absorb it sits and then on the field semesters for my college, I would do, I wasn't super into coffee at the time, but I'd do a hot apple cider packet in the morning and I'd do milk with granola. And sometimes I'd cut out the middleman there and just put the hot apple cider packet in the, in the mix that sounds good. and make it this like apple cidery granola milk slushy. It was very good. So there you go. Everything also, also tastes significantly better when you're eating it in the woods. That's my theory also. Sometimes, uh, if I wasn't doing apple cider, I'd do like the Starbucks instant little packet thingy. Mm-hmm. Like when I did want to drink coffee, and I'd put those in the uh, in the milk as well, in the milk and granola, and that worked out pretty good. That's like the all-in-one package, right? Mm-hmm. That instant coffee is surprisingly good. I drank that for a while in college before I bought a Keurig. Here's the other tip: is the tea bag coffee is way better than the the instant granule packets. Tea bag coffee. So you can choose how long you steep it. It's like coffee, but in a tea bag. Interesting. Interesting. Choose how long you steep it. It's like real coffee grounds, not like some weird chemical powdery thing. Granted, you have more trash to deal with. You have the little tea bag and the little plastic thing the tea bag came in, but still. A couple buddies of mine from college, or a buddy of mine from college, and a buddy of his, they just launched a uh, a Kickstarter for a new product. This is relevant, uh, but it's called the Jogo Straw, and essentially, it's a straw with a coffee filter in it. So it eliminates all yeah. your coffee waste, and all you need is hot water and coffee grounds. You mix it together, and you use the straw, and it, it filters the coffee as you drink it through the straw. Like drinking mate. Mate uses a little filter straw and inside a gourd. And some buddies of mine, uh, when we're doing our trips, we would he would take one of those and just do coffee grounds in the bottom of his, his mug and drink it through the filter straw. I don't know that I could drink coffee exactly through like a straw. Exactly like what you're saying. I don't know if that's you have something... You to get the coarse ground coffee, though. Because the, the holes on the filter straw are pretty large. You have to get the coarse ground. But hot coffee through a straw. I don't know. I drink any hot beverage through, the, through a straw. It doesn't really... No, it's not great. It, it concentrates the burn right on the tip of your tongue. So you can pick which spot you don't want to taste it. <laughs> Choose your least favorite taste bud and just destroy it. <laughs> anyway, that was a far better conversation than just discussing being a regular. <laughs> that was a pretty long tangent. I was about to ask where we came from on that one. That was a good tangent, though. I feel like you can track our like evolution in coffee snobbery through this podcast. <laughs> I think at the beginning I wasn't on coffee at all. And look at you now. And now I'm like deep into it. When was the last time you went a day without coffee? That's a good question. It, 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 it's taken me a, uh, probably a year ago. I can't probably even tell you the last time. I don't know. That's why I don't like though. I don't like being dependent on something. And I realize I'm getting more and more dependent on it. And, and that's kind of uh, annoying me. Um, not that it's like a huge dependency, but... 
but you can't stop. Because I feel the same way. I feel, you know, if I were to go cold turkey for a little bit, then I feel like if I came back to coffee, it would start to have a more powerful effect on me. But I can't. The thought of going a day without it, I would die. I don't have enough, like, I'd, I'd, need, I'd need more than a weekend to, like, get through it. I don't have more than a weekend ever. I have a friend who only drinks coffee when she's at school. And she goes, like, and when she's up at camp, too, because you can't work a job like that without coffee. Um, but when she's, like, on home, at home for breaks or, like, not doing something that requires coffee, she just goes cold turkey. And she says it's so much more powerful. I mean, that's what I would do pretty much every year. I'd go cold turkey in the summer and then slowly weed my way into coffee to where like finals week is, is, you know, peak coffee week and then like drop it off pretty quickly once I went back to work for the summer. So I was on that life for a while. Maybe the summer should be a no coffee summer. We'll see. That'd be cool. I wish you luck. I'm not doing it. The day after my second COVID shot, I almost went without coffee because I didn't think I could get anything down for yeah almost half the day and then I mostly recovered not recovered I mean I still had a shitty couple of days my head hurt for days but my stomach recovered enough that I felt like I could get something in it so the first thing I did was make coffee yeah that would have been that would have been the first day in a very long time thank goodness it was not what what happens when when climate change makes coffee I I think about that all the time incredibly expensive or just I mean there's I'm sure it'd be not pretty easy but Someone could come up with sort of a knockoff. I know that's our response to it too. It's always like, well, somebody's gonna figure that out. I'm just Elon Musk is gonna come in with a caffeine doge or something. I don't know. It's no good. How do you have something on your list as vague as art? The word art. I just published my book, right? And and I've been thinking a lot about it. Uh, And this sort of covers my book and art. This is a nice sort of mashing of topics. Uh, because this story has been in my brain for over nine years now, and it's been my story, uh, mine and no one else's. Two other people had read the first draft besides me. It was all mine. And now it's out in the world. Now people can go to Amazon.com, type in The Stolen Stone, and buy my book for eleven ninety I'll put a link in the description. Listeners, if you feel like you want a fantasy adventure, you can go for it. Isaac's vanished. Uh, I'm just going to keep talking. Uh, this is, he does this sometimes, he just ups and leaves, and it's very confusing, it catches me, he's back. Right? Oh, shit! Yeah, dude. Oh, my God! There it is. I wrote that! You did. It's in my hands now. Thank you for buying it, that means a lot. Of course, dude, why would I not? It's awesome. I like knowing the author or something. I don't have my own copy yet. You don't have your own? <laughs> no, because this is the thing, Amazon lets you buy, if you're the author, you can buy an author copy. Which you, uh-huh. you just pay the printing price. So you paid the, the the like actual full price. I can yeah. pay the printing price, which is about three bucks. Are you making that 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 difference in profit? I am making I think sixty percent <laughs> on each sale. Oh wow! Uh, so I've made like one hundred sixty bucks off this book, which is incredible. Dang. Big Daddy Bezos is probably getting some too. But, wow. uh... I can't help that. But yeah, because <laughs> Amazon doesn't make any profit off the author copies, um, oh, okay. because it's it's just the the printing price there's no royalty or anything so you i'm sure got the option to pick whatever shipping option you wanted two day or whatever they don't give you an option for the author copy you're getting the standard uh six to eight days so mine has not come yet because they're not making a profit so why should they print it quickly for me so what happened to the the copy that you had before well those are those are the proof copies those are the unofficial they've got a, a band across that say not for resale uh, there's typos and shit in it. That's the real deal. Although there still is a, is a, a real... fairly large typo in the acknowledgments. Uh, I list the, the wrong year for a thing. Anyway, like you could go and buy that book. You have that story in your hands now. You can read it and experience it. And, and, and it's no longer my story. I think I want to take it into the world, to be honest with you. I feel like that'd be cool. I take a book out hoping to read it pretty much every time. And maybe this is like a complete insult that like I have the intention of taking a book out and it just doesn't happen. <laughs> so I don't want to do the same shame to you. Like the only books I read are the ones that stay at the house and I read at the house. Um, unless I'm really into it. Uh, but it's a nice handy size to take into the woods. And I feel like it'd be, uh, I'd be more inspired to read it. And there's a good whatever's in my four to five chapters of them in the woods camping and stuff. Well, there you go. It's not as, you know, there's not, there's maybe a little bit of detail in that. I think the first scene of them camping, I talk about them building a fire and setting up camp and cooking. And that's about as explicit survival skills as I get. 
but most of it takes place out in the, the wide world and and but anyway my point is it's just very strange to like and and i i think about this with a lot of the art i make but but certainly most art is people don't make art for themselves the point of art is to to express something with people for the most part some certainly some people make art that is just for the sake of expressing themselves and they never intend to share it with people and that's super valid but it's just really interesting to me that like something so personal you know this story is is my blood sweat and tears of i was i was 13 when i started this book and i'm 22 now almost 23 like there's so much life that i've lived my like whole development as a person is parallel with this story there's so it's so important to me and now it's not mine and that's just wild and i never really considered it before cuz my art's never been like shareable you know i've made films and shared those films with a lot of people before but they still weren't getting like you know it wasn't you couldn't go on amazon and buy my films but anyone can get my book now it's going to i i based on conversations i've had i think it's going to sell in six different countries wow. or be purchased in six different countries it's not like in bookstores so this is like a the whole world worldwide this book is is this story is and it's not mine anymore and that's just very interesting to me i don't know and people can do whatever they want with yeah it and like create things about it and like i don't know i think about that with like star wars all the time where it's like dang somebody made one movie a long time ago and now like people have dedicated their lives to m making that universe part of their life and creating their own stories and uh you know it's like what when is it more the fans' art than it is the artists' art? Like, people get all up in arms when when things aren't canon or when things are, they, like, take a movie in a certain direction and they're like, oh, that's crazy. That's not how it goes in my imagination. It's like, well, didn't the whole thing come out of one person's imagination to begin with? Like Exactly. And, and that's, you know, you know these, these new films are being made by guys who were fans of Star Wars in the 70s and 80s. Like it's fans making them now, yeah. So it's like this second generation. I don't. I'm not going to say next generation because that's a Star Trek thing, and I don't want to get our universes crossed here. But it's it's like this this multi generational story, both in the the plot and you know in real life, and that's just crazy that this art has transcended. George Lucas was like late twenties when he made Star Wars, maybe a little bit older, and now it's it's defined what like Hollywood cinema is. Yeah, I'm not saying my it, book's going to do cool. that. My book isn't going to do that. It's a pretty, <laughs> it's not to sell myself short. It's a pretty standard hero's journey fantasy story. Like there's nothing game changing about it, which is fine. I like hero's journey fantasy stories. A lot of people do, but it's just weird to think people can interpret it however they want. They can look at these characters however they want. I know who the characters are, but my interpretation doesn't matter necessarily. If you look yeah. at Howard Zelfman and you're like he's an arrogant asshole, I hate this guy. That's valid because that's how you're you're interpreting the art. It's not how I feel. Do you ever think that crosses a line when you're like, uh, will you ever tell somebody that they're wrong? Is there ever, is, is there ever a line that you'd be like, this is what I think of your story. You're like, uh, that's wrong. I mean, I think it depends. If someone's like, hey, this character who's clearly a genocidal maniac, I think he's the hero. I'd be like, well, no. Because at some point you would hope that you paint a clear enough picture that people are at least seeing the same picture. You know, you might interpret it differently, but. But by and large, when, the strokes when, are, yeah. Yeah. When does it, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I mean, people interpret art however. I, I you know, the, the Kylo Ren in Star Wars, for example, some people really like him, wanted him to be redeemed. Some people really hated him and wanted him to die a, a villain. Both of those are valid takes. I agree with one, I don't agree with the other. I'm not going to say which one in case Star Wars fans find our podcast and dox us or something. But I think about that with, like, really abstract art like really abstract art like cubism, cubism and like yeah, okay. lines and, and yeah you know very uh just one color canvases that are hanging up in museums and stuff it's like wow you can take that in so many different directions is there a wrong direction to take that i don't know because the the author of that just made it so wide <laughs> but there's also art that's very specific and meant to impact you in a very specific way. And people are trying to hit at a certain heartstring or come up with a certain political point with their art. And like, I would hope that they're, they're the scope of places you could take that art or think about that art is a lot narrower because 
they're trying to hit you in that spot. Right. You know. I think it, I hate to keep using Star Wars as an example, but I think about Anakin Skywalker. My interpretation and and the one I think George Lucas, the one I know George Lucas because I've read interviews with him, wanted to get across with Anakin Skywalker specifically in the prequel movies is that he's not this like badass guy. He's this kid who's manipulated and like forced into becoming this this evil figure and becoming Darth Vader. He's he's bullied and he's you know he's he's this whole web is spun around him to create him. He, it's a it's a trauma story. What forms Darth Vader? I think that I know that's what George because George Lucas has said that's what it is, and that's also what I see in those movies. But other people, they you know, there was a tweet a couple months ago, someone saying like, "I'd love to see a flashback scene of you know Anakin murdering the younglings just with no problem, like just cutting through them, showing what a badass he is." And that's like a completely opposite interpretation. Sure. So even in stuff like that, that's I think pretty clear cut. You know, people can still run with it where they want. This is how uh, different denominations of religions start. Like, we all read the same book, right? Like, no, I think it meant this. I think it meant this, though. Uh, no, I, I think it meant that. Like, well, I guess we have to disagree about this. And then, you know, yeah, I don't know. Christianity, the true story of Christianity, it was a book club, and everyone got really fed up with each other's bad takes of the book club and just all went and formed their own smaller book clubs. That's kind of, I, I mean... Pretty much all religions have some form of a sacred text in some way, I feel like. And whether that's in the form of a book or in something else, I, I don't know. Next on the list. Do one thing uh, from your list, because we hit several of my topics. Oh, great. Um, I totally forgot what's on my list. I got the one big thing on my list. Let's hit the big uh, thing. Uh, oh, it's, it's in all caps. I assume <laughs> it's that one. Well, it's also plural. Which, I don't know why I put plural. We can hit it in a second. I just want to... The last thing on your list is just probably other things, which I think is excellent. <laughs> like, you've listed all these very specific things. things, and then just probably other things. Uh, well, I wanted to leave room right, for oh, myself, of course. Uh, to talk about the Little Caesars prices and uh, the how religions form. That, that Both of those fall under probably other things. Um, I mean, that's the name of our podcast, really, is probably yeah. other things. Anyways, uh, yeah, so I'm a boat owner now. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a canoe, not boats, ships, uh, dinghies. I don't know what the. I feel like uh, boat is the like umbrella, and then it, a boat it is something that down floats. Subclass. Boat yeah. and float. That's how I remember it. That's a good one. You know? Yeah, I think a ship can carry another vessel, another boat. A ship can carry a boat, but a boat can't carry a ship. pirate ship. Oh, I guess pirate ship has rowboat. Never mind. Okay. See, it's a yeah. rowboat. That's my guess. Uh. Anyways, I got my yacht now. Uh, <laughs> my uh, human-powered yacht. Um, and uh, I'm pretty stoked about it. I've been trying to buy a canoe for a long time now, for like, the better part of like three months. And uh, part of that was like money issues, and part of that was just like the market that boats are selling so fast. And part of that was I couldn't make up my mind on what boat I actually wanted. And then like when it comes to you, it like comes to you. And you're like, that's the boat. This is the one. Like it's just gonna happen, and uh, and it did, and uh, it's a beautiful boat. Sweet. It's a sexy boat, man. Yeah, you sent uh, me a few pictures. It is gorgeous. It has some wood gunnels and some cane seats, and just the lines on it are great. Uh, that's that. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's a good looking boat. So yeah, that's the boat I got. It wasn't the boat I set out to get either, but once I like saw it and did some research on it, I was like, yeah, that has to be the boat. It's essentially a tandem, it's essentially a solo boat with tandem seating with two seats. So it's really easy to solo uh, paddle uh, kneeling in the middle of it, but you can also canoe two people in it really easily as well. Uh, it's it's not made anymore. That, that's what I was thinking about this uh, on the drive back from uh, from buying the boat of like, there's some things that when they're not made anymore, they go up in value because they're not made anymore. There's other things that go down in value when they're not made anymore. Like, you're not going to brag about, like, oh, I've got, like, a 2006 Subaru Outback. It's not made anymore, but, like, it's pretty cool. (laughs) Nah. But this boat that's not made anymore is actually really uh, pretty valuable and and cool. What's it made out of? It's got wood on the inside. What's What's the shell? It is made out of Royal X, which is a... They don't make 
Royal X boats anymore because they lost the the um the like copyright to the plastic essentially they weren't able to source the same plastic anymore which makes it pretty valuable because the royal x has a pretty unique property that if it does break or if it does like bend or get wrapped around a rock or something you can stomp it back into shape and it will form a a a canoe shape again it won't look pretty but it'll do that um and you can continue to paddle it down the river uh, i saw some guys in northern labrador on this wild 30-day canoe trip in the middle of nowhere like really in the middle of nowhere and their uh their canoe got wrapped around a rock like pretty much made a whole c shape around a rock in the middle of the, the river and they were able to pry it off the rock and then stamp it out with their feet and continue to paddle it down the river where if it wasn't made of Royal X, if it was made of like Kevlar or fiberglass or whatever other boats are made out of, uh, it would be donezo and they'd be like stranded and screwed. So this is, um, this is a powerful so boat. Cool. Yeah. It, it, it's a very durable boat. Uh, it's a boat that I can like beat up every weekend and like not have to worry about it, uh, you know, deteriorating pretty quickly. So I'm pretty stoked about that. It's an excellent condition for how old it is. I don't know exactly when it was made, I'll have to look up the serial number, but do you have a name for it? Are you gonna are you gonna name I it? Don't that's what I wanna like put out into the world is I don't have a name for it. Um I need to name this boat. It's green, it's got wood trim, it's gotta have a name. Tweet at us. Point. Tweet at us your name suggestions. Please do. I, I'm I'm open. Uh oh yeah. I I wanna have it for a little bit longer before I name it, just to like come up with a good name. Mm-hmm. I'm also looking for a name for my backpack, by the way, but that's a that's another story. I've never heard of anyone naming a backpack. Is that a regular <laughs> thing or is this just you being weird? Well, I have a name for my sleeping bag. Uh <laughs> but I don't have a name for my backpack. <laughs> this is just you being weird. What's your no, sleeping bag's I, name? There's a, a Carlita. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you this because my friend has a sleeping bag named Carl. Oh, that's wonderful! And and uh, named after the hungry, hungry caterpillar, which was Eric Carl, illustrated and written by Eric yeah. Carl. Did you know we met Eric Carl? What Eric Carl came to our elementary school once. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. I gotta tell my friend this. <laughs> I was thinking about because we have it at work, and I was think I was just thinking about it. we met him. Yeah. I mean, That's we, wild. we he he did a PowerPoint presentation and read a book to us. We didn't meet him, but <laughs> sure, we're also like five. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, um, Carl and Carlita. Carl, Carlita. Uh, yeah, but I need a backpack. A name for the backpack. Um, it's a bomber gray colored backpack. But anyway, yeah, looking for a name for the boat. We'll see how it goes. Um, I got it on the water yesterday after buying it, and got it on the water today too. Did about five miles of canoeing, which is pretty sweet. But yeah, I'm super stoked about it. I need to get out on the water at some point this summer. I, uh, I've i been having lunch down by the canal every day because it's like a 10-minute walk from my work to the Erie Canal, uh, Clinton's Folly. <laughs> and it's it's wonderful. It's they've you know it's been, it's been 90 degrees pretty much all of last week, so it's been excruciating. I don't like it. But there's a nice shady bench uh, right along the canal, so I've been sitting there. There were ducks napping right next to me the other day. But, like, boats will come back and forth. I saw a guy rowing what looked like a crew boat, but it was just him in it. I would say rowboat, but it was, like, the shape of a crew boat where it was, like, the cockpit and then it thinned out on both sides. So it wasn't just a typical rowboat. I saw a guy kayaking. This guy was cool. He was, like, he had a, a wide-brimmed hat on. He had a long white beard, and he was just, like, going. No problem. <laughs> I was I, I was obsessed with this guy. There's, you know, there's, like, canal boats, genuine, like, low canal boats and... and pontoons and motorboats and all sorts of stuff. But I just miss it. My uh, I learned how to paddle. My grandpa had a canoe and we'd go out, not often, but enough that like I, I grew to love it. What type of canoe did he have? I don't know. It was aluminum. His boat was called Kichita because that was the first two letters of each of his kids' names. Chris, Danny, wow. and Kimberly. Kichita. We still have it. My mom's trying to get rid of it. She, well, my mom doesn't know what to do with it. I'm I'm not going to let her get rid of it because it's a, it's a uh, canoe. Maybe I'll take it off her hands. Funny canoe name story. I have a friend whose father is a pastor and he has a, a fishing boat. It's not a canoe. It's a fishing boat. But uh, And the name of the boat is The Word. Oh. So when people ask him, they call him or they ask him where he's at. He's like, oh, I'm in The Word right now. Like, I'm... I'm studying the word 
you know like, oh, i'm in the word i can't talk <laughs> he's like oh okay apologies father of course that's <laughs> genius he's in the boat <laughs> i think that's hilarious that's, that's a very smart man right there amen literally <laughs> well maybe you gotta come up with a name like that i know i i read another one that's called the office branch <laughs> so when somebody calls they're like oh hey can you come into work today or or can you send those reports like oh no sorry i'm I'm over at the office branch today. I can't send those things. Oh, absolutely. Just get it to us when you have the chance. You keep fishing. <laughs> I think that's pretty fun. I have no way to transport a boat right now. That's my one problem. Yeah, that, that's fair. I've, I've gotten through most of my life without a car, but I think I'm finally hitting the, the wall where I cannot progress any further. It's like, it's like in a video game when you, like, you've reached there's, there's the invisible wall. Like, oh, you need to be level 24 <laughs> no, to pass this wall. I, I've hit the wall and I no longer can do things without a car. You gotta move to either a bigger city or get a car. Well, that's the problem. Is I'm I'm near a city. I'm not in a city. And there's buses, but they're not they're not like a reliable bus line. They're like a slow like we'll get there when we get there kind of bus vibe, which is fine. But but plenty of people live in New York City without a car. Plenty of people live in well, New York City is not a driving city though. Exactly, but there's there's cities that you can do that with realistically ones with great public transportation. I just got to get a car. I've heard DC is actually pretty good for public transportation. But anyways, um, but living a rural life or living that like in between, suburbia is not meant for living without a car. No. You know? Luckily, I can, I can walk to the grocery store. I can walk to a bar. You know, I can walk there, to yeah. work. I, I can get the stuff I need. But for anything else, enrichment, there's no like coffee shops. There's a Starbucks, a Tim Hortons, and a Dunkin'. There's no like bougie get my cappuccino and and get a maple leaf in the foam place which is exclusively what i drink i won't drink any any the common man's coffee i need maple leaf foam excuse me could you please put a maple leaf in there do you mean like a in the foam no just just a maple i brought one here just plop it in there. <laughs> that's how canadians drink their it's true you're walking to Hortons. they don't have coffee stirs they've just got we're in the box where you see coffee stirs it's just maple leaves I got sunburned for the first time uh, in a long time and for the first time this summer uh, out for a run the other day. I was out for a really long run. Longest run I've done in a while. It was like 15 miles. It was great. Um, and I put sunscreen on my hands and on my face. I was wearing a shirt and I thought I was set. And then it got way too hot and humid. I was like this shirt needs to come off. But I don't have my sunscreen with me. And I'm just going to roll the dice. I got sunburn on my shoulders and on my back and it sucked. Uh and then, like, putting a canoe on that, on the sunburnt shoulders is uh, no fun. And, um, yeah, it's been it's been a struggle. Hopefully uh, it doesn't get any worse. But um, the, the, you always get that first beginning of yep. the summer reminder. Uh, like, yeah, that's a thing. Oh, man. They're usually pretty good for the summer. but uh, The past yeah. few years, back when I was up at camp, I would get, like, one horrible sunburn. Like, the, like he's just getting up and leaving again. He just does this. As soon as I start a story, he just leaves. I thought we were friends, and he's just leaving. He's always oh, turning on a light. Now I feel bad. I hope he can't hear me. My headphones were still plugged in. I got a super long cord, dude. Oh, no, you can still hear me. What I meant to say was I, t I was never hurt in the slightest. No, I always get a really bad sunburn. And then I generally, other than my ears and my nose, the rest of me doesn't burn the rest of the summer. I also wear sunscreen yeah. the rest of the summer. But I feel like that first bad burn sort of like... It's like getting the chicken pox, right? You've got, you're sort of immune. You build up a resilience. I'm going to miss, I'm not going to spend my summer sitting out in a boat all summer. I'm going to miss my life jacket tan. <laughs> I really got fond of that. Were you there when our friend burned his nose so bad? I don't remember that. It was a, it was a weekend Boy Scout trip somewhere. And he burned his nose so bad. I mean, our other friend burned his legs sunburn really you were i'm pretty sure you were not on that trip but i, but I other saw one, the legs <laughs> he couldn't move them he couldn't bend his knees they were burned so bad there's also the whitest kid we know uh decides to wear shorts for the first day of his life and spend eight hours in the you learn we, we almost pulled him off the trip like we're almost like like all right that's it like this trip is done because you just second degree burned your legs you gotta wear sunscreen uh, it is so important uh, we, we take the kids outside at work twice a day and when the UV index is above a certain limit, I can't remember exactly what it is. I just, when they tell me mostly, uh, we have to put sunscreen on them. So it's like this whole process where we send the kids like one by one over one mirror or the other teacher and we just lather them with sunscreen. 
And it's a weird, it's weirdly like bonding experience. Like here I am rubbing this gunk on your face. We are now closer as people. So I spend like an hour of my day every day rubbing sunscreen on children, but I forget about myself. I get so focused on getting these kids sunscreened up that like I don't put sunscreen. So the back of my neck is like significantly darker than the rest of me right now. What I'm super into is this sunscreen here. Is that the, the deodorant style one? One of my kids it's, has yeah. that. Oh, it's great. It's made by Neutrogena. Oh, dude, I do whatever love you think of them. It's 70 SPF. Isn't that insane? How much and, do you need? Uh, like, can you just go like boom down your arm and you're done? Or so you can even much, see here. Yeah. I'm like two different shades already because I spend so much time yeah. outside. You can just kind of go on it and go here, here, forehead, nose, and you're done. And it doesn't run very much. That is nice. This is great. I used this on a canoe trip um, in Florida, and and I was like looking for it up here, and I was able to find it at a drugstore or whatever. But yeah, this is where it's at, and this stays in that that uh, that front pouch yeah. pocket thing I was talking about last week. Oh, yeah, or two weeks ago. It's such a critical piece of gear. It's got to stay strapped. I always, because my arms are, are hairier than the average guy's arm, I would say. So getting sunscreen on them, if it's like the the creamy kind, I don't like that use of, of that word. But it's always such a struggle trying to like get good coverage because it gets caught up in all the hair. So I feel like that deodorant style stuff would go really well. People look at me funny, though, when I put it on. They think it's deodorant, and I'm like rubbing deodorant on my face. You're ahead of the times. Really we're going to see more of that as time goes on. I'm certain of it. Protected. Some of these kids have, like, three different sunscreens that they have to use for, like, different parts of their body. Like, oh, this is my arm sunscreen, really? and this is my neck sunscreen. Why? I don't know. I'm not going to argue with their parents. It's not worth it. But it's always very bizarre. Like, it's Fair the same. Enough. None of it's, like, special. It's just different kinds. Like, one girl only uses oh. the deodorant kind on her face. And the spray kind that is only I can for agree. her arms. Yeah, because, I mean, that's fair. I'd rather rub it on my face than spray an aerosol on my face. I'd rather do a lot of things yeah. than spray an aerosol on my face. Fair. Like bug spray. Spraying my face with bug spray is always the worst. What I got really into, just oh. a quick bug spray tangent, I just doused my hat. Yeah, that, that's what I do. My hat has changed color. My hat's changed colors from sun water and bug spray. It's my outdoors hat. It's great. But I just, my, like, my, my head would be wet from how much bug spray was on this hat, but I didn't get bit. Yeah, it's better than getting it in your eyes or mouth it, it's not great stuff for your skin either way i had a friend who who she bought like the it was i think ben's brand bug spray yep. she'd buy the 100 spf and you're supposed to just use a few drops she like literally douse herself in it that stuff can melt your shit i can make melt car paint yeah like and she just cover herself in metal. it she never got bit but she probably got cancer uh Moving on, you all rounded out with a uh... couple of shower thoughts. Ooh, that's a great idea. Wait, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say something from your list. Well, I'll see if I have anything good on the list while you look for shower I'll thoughts. Shower thought. Uh, I'll just do a quick one. This is just kind of a fun story. Uh, one day at work a couple weeks ago, it was like the end of the day. The kids were all sort of playing, just waiting to get picked up, and a girl asked me if I could read her a story. There were no books around, so I said I could tell you a story, and she said, "I want the three little pigs." I have not heard the three little pigs in a very long time, but I remembered the gist and the kids filled in the rest. And apparently I did such a good job telling the story of the three little pigs that now every single day, several times every single day, I am asked to tell the story of the three little pigs. So I'm an expert. And it was very, it's been very interesting because I've, I've been thinking a lot about uh, the concept of like oral tradition and stories being passed down orally uh, because... Like, I, I've been reading books to the kids that my mom read to me, and I find myself delivering some of the lines the way my mom did them or, like, using character voices my mom used. And, and the kids are now starting to imitate the Three Little Pigs story, but doing it the way I do it. And it's just very interesting to me, like, that the, the story of the Three Little Pigs, they now interpret and, and think of the way I tell it. So, like, you know, everyone's got their own version of a story that is probably the version of the story you heard at a formative period. And it's just very bizarre to me that, like to hear the kids reciting the lines the way I recite it. And there's always a few good zingers that always make them laugh. Uh, I always, I, I introduce the big bad wolf and the kids all go, ah! But my personal favorite is I, I and as the pigs, the wolf asks to be let in and the pigs say, not by the hair on my chinny chin chin. And I do that exact voice and the kids lose it. They like fall over themselves laughing. It is delightful. Um, but I do this every single day. I've been doing it every single day for like a month now. You have a very particular set of skills that, that make that very, you're very good at that. I'm a storyteller. It informs everything I do, apparently. Uh, introverts need time to recover, recover from social interaction because they've been acting all day. What do you think? 
I would, I would agree to an extent. I think introverts don't act with certain people. I feel like I should respond to them in some way. Maybe I'll just do snaps. Does that feel like the vibe? Like you say a shower thought and then I just go like. I don't know if those are gonna come out on the audio, but go ahead. I'll just go on the microphone. That's gonna be great audio. This I'm is sorry. a funnier one. Uh, threatening to sue is the adult version of I'll go tell mom. <laughs> That's really good. I think, that one, I think that one's great. I have started doing that with children though. Like if they're misbehaving, like I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call the office and tell them what you're doing. And it's the same vibe. I'm not gonna call the office, but they don't know that. Painkillers, and I'm gonna include other medications here as well. But but the original tweet is painkillers. Mute are are mute notifications for your body. <laughs> I like the one. <laughs> That's pretty true. Yeah, I would agree. Well, not to discredit medication. I think, you know, people it's good stuff. People really do benefit from them, but that, I think that's funny. Uh, every class is an art class if you don't care enough. My book started in a, in a class that was not an art class. If I ever become a teacher, I want that above my... Wait, class. yeah. Well, is that encouraging students not to pay attention? I think if I'm in on the joke, it's a good joke to make. You know what I mean? Like... If you're not going to pay attention to my class, I might as well have it be an art class for you. And then if they do continue not paying attention, maybe you start giving them like art assignments. Like, all right, I get this is history 101. I would like a, a cubism piece, please. If you're not going to pay attention, I don't think that's, I don't think that's where this tweet is going. To. No, I'm just, I'm extrapolating. I'm going to the next step. Okay, I think I've jumped beyond like... the shower thought into the faculty <laughs> meeting thought. I don't know. You're you're putting the towel on the shower thought, man. That's it. You gotta stay in the shower. I started drying off, damn it. <laughs> well, I think uh, since we started to dry off our shower thoughts, it's uh, time to wrap it up. This was a good one. Say? Yeah. It was a very good one. I enjoyed it. We're I didn't cover half the things on my list, but Well now we got now we got next next episode's list. Sure. And maybe someday I won't have two to edit at some point. Uh, <laughs> do you wanna to try to do the housekeeping again? Uh <laughs> You're getting better every time. Jokes I can make about housekeeping. Uh, I don't know why I call it. I think one of the podcasts I listen to, I listen to calls it that, and I've just picked it up. Uh, is, isn't it called like an outro? Yeah, you want to do our outro, our denouement? Prelude. It's not a prelude. Postlude. Postlude. <laughs> I just. <laughs> uh, I don't want anything to do with that word. Uh, yeah, you can find us on the find us on Hotmail. Uh, our our email is uh, ketchupcast at hotmail dot com. Uh, uh, trying to think of other defunct social media. Yahoo Answers. And, Yahoo Answers is no more. You can do something with that. Yes, go ask Yahoo Answers where to find us. They'll they'll figure it out for you. Rest in peace. Um, no, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Do we have Facebook? Nah, I didn't want no, to deal no. with that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Facebook is for letting my family know what I'm up to, and that's it. And very selectively at that. Uh, it's pretty much become book Twitter promotion at this point for me. At uh, Ketchup Cast, spelled like the condiment. Yes. Not Yes, at Twitter. Uh, rate us and review us on iTunes on your 2006 laptop that you never deleted iTunes off of. Uh... What else do we got to do? Oh, you got to buy Ethan's book. Yeah, I'll, the link it. will be in the description. Like and subscribe. It's on Amazon. Uh, Stolen Stone. I'm, I'm, I think, the third hit right now, but the first two are sponsored, so they don't really count. Some of the first buy result. Buy it on Craigslist. Um, <laughs> Just some, some ratty copy from <laughs> some guy down the street. Buy Isaac's copy on Craigslist. Sell <laughs> <laughs> Isaac's copy of Ethan's book. What if I sign it and mark it up? I mean, that's... It's a unique book now. It's worth something. What do you think? I think that'd be a great crossover. Uh... If, you, if you sign my book, right? <laughs> well, yeah, but we do a podcast together. That's true. Know? It's 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 relevant. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, I'll I'll make money on that later. Uh, is there anything else I gotta mention? Our email. You did a hotmail one, but obviously that's not. It's not legit. It's Gmail, right? It's Gmail. What is our email and address, it's Isaac? Not spelled like the condiment, because the other the other one was taken. It's no condiments at gmail no form of the word ketchup cast was available. I checked. Anyways, that's all I got. Yeah, thanks for listening. Episode 45. 
Uh, five more and we'll hit 50. I do think, I, I think we should reach out to some old friends about 50. I think that could be fun. Reach out to Taylor Swift about 50. I genuinely, no joke, have considered reaching out to Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh, like, not even kidding, I've thought about it. She'd only do it out of charity, and, and that makes me sad. I'd take charity from Taylor Swift if you got her on our podcast. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'm gonna stop recording now. I don't have a thing to stop recording. It's much less official. Thank you.